What up, Float Fam? Justlyn here. This week for the podcast, we're talking about how you know when the person is the right one. And we have some really great guests and a really great discussion. So we hope that you guys enjoy. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to our podcast. Yeah, dude, I definitely know a lot of people are interested in fish these days. So what if instead of calling it a podcast, we could call it Codcast? <laughs> and it's kind of a play on words. And I think that would sounds like call right off the bat. It makes this different. Like it's marketable. <laughs> Maybe it's even a little bit controversial, it like, it but like it really helps duty. us. <laughs> hey, you know, we'll talk about this later. <laughs> that sounds what? like Call of Duty. Cod's what a fish. They, I know, but Cod, they Cod? Call of Duty. No, That's a yeah. pun, not an acronym. Uh, well, <laughs> you know, hopefully people catch that. My new podcast. Hello, listeners. Welcome to For Lack of a Title. My name is Ryan Hurd. I'm Ethan Morin. I'm Levi Larson. I'm Justin Lowe. I'm Cayman Gray. I'm Gabby Gray. I'm Ashley Hurd. Yes. Cayman and Gabby, this is your guys' first time on our podcast. Thank you so much for driving up from Morgan. That's where you're at currently. Mountain right? Green. Mountain Green. Okay, there we go. I, I should tell people that. Oh, well, that's okay. Yikes. I don't think they're <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, thank you guys so much for coming on. Would you, one of you, both of you, like to briefly say your guys' connection to us? How you guys know us? How. <laughs> He's looking at me, so he wants me to speak. Okay. Um, <laughs> so we all went to the same junior college together. We went to Western Wyoming Community College. And. Gabby. We became friends. Right. Gabby, Levi, and I, we were there in the fall semester. Right. But then came and came in January. Yep, started spring semester. And I immediately like was like, that guy's hot. You guys need to befriend him. Or was it the other way around? Was it you guys I, befriended him and I was like, I think it was hot. a little bit of both. A little bit of both. Happened, yeah. It was a combination of both. If you guys see a picture of Cayman Gray on social media, you will see the Clark Kent resemblance. <laughs> so he is an attractive Kent, man. The one oh, yeah. I distinctly remember at <laughs> the retreat, the spring retreat, me and Cayman going to Walmart to buy an elk call and air horns. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, Cayman, so, uh, how's it going, man? You interested in anybody? And we had this conversation about you and Gabby. I remember that. Well, and that, that was actually one of the first ways that I hit on Cayman. Oh, yeah. I was like, I'm kind of into, you know, I asked her what her type was. Yeah, I and I said superheroes, but he didn't understand he didn't that get I was it? referring to him. <laughs> he was too green. Yeah, he's just, he's Oblivious. just so innocent. Innocent man. Just so innocent, yeah. Well, anyway... So you three were friends, and then I moved in kind of to Western, and then I just kind of got absorbed into the friend group. And right. And that led to him being smitten. Yeah. And now they're here, married, and yeah. This is random, but didn't you win the jumper cables? That we did. Okay, yeah. We all I was thinking it was the stupidest <laughs> gift. And then I won them. <laughs> you were both, actually used them. And then you used yeah, them. Yeah, right, right. And, right, I remember and the tire inflator. I remember you texting me one day out of the blue, and I didn't have your number saved, and it was like... <laughs> I used that jump, jump starter or something. Ethan's I was like, like, is this an ex-girlfriend of mine? I was like, is this Kamer? <laughs> <laughs> yep. That's no. just where I remember. Awesome. Well, thank you guys for making the trip up to Logan. Yeah. We are recording you. up here. Um, we're happy to have you. Levi, any announcements to you personally or the podcast <laughs> in general? Yes, I am officially engaged. Yes, Ooh. round of applause for the newly engaged. Yeah, it wasn't to me, so... Oh. <laughs> and that adds the, the unique perspective on this episode. I am engaged to Jesslyn. So that happened wow. 
Congratulations. Like an hour and a half before this recording, actually. <laughs> so, what, is, so. what is today? July 28th. Wow. So, we're, so when this drops, like, you know, this is this is when it happens, Sunday. They got engaged. Now you're entering the worst period. Just kidding. Out of my perspective, I hated being engaged. Actually, That's somebody told person, us the other so. day is that yeah. it's really hard being engaged. It's, like, fun to, like, go places and be like, yeah, we're engaged. The, yeah, that's awesome. the, the only yeah. nice thing about it is the title. Like, the actual phase of the relationship. Right. I was like, oh, can we just be married already? This right. is, like, yeah. a yeah. marathon of my life. It was yeah. hilarious, though, because last episode, I totally framed it in a way that we were, like, their their relationship was on the rocks. I can't remember how. I don't think he, I don't Ryan think was like, gee, I hope like you guys that, keep dating, and I was like. <laughs> yeah. I can't remember what yeah, that's right. Because I said some other things that made it like. He said, "You well, Levi, you were like, yeah, we're dating for now. I mean, we're dating. Something like that. Yes, it was in the room too. <laughs> it was good for now. Because well, you were so probably good. thinking that you were going to get engaged, not. Well, she knew it was going to happen, right? So, so I just I, I think people we just heard it. Probably we accidentally broke Ryan's engagement on the podcast. I had people they he'd even like. Because that was, that was in like proposed. yeah November or something maybe even yeah, September. I, I proposed in January. I got Facebook posts that we, next like the next it day. It blew up. Congratulations, Ryan! I was like, oh, actually, oh, no. I'm not engaged yet. <laughs> but, uh, it's in the works. Oh, <laughs> yeah, I like ran over to their apartment. and I was like, Ashley, I'm so sorry. I can delete everything if you want. I'll take down the episode. <laughs> Ashley's like, it's fine. I don't care. It worked out. Any announcements of the episode though? Any other exciting things? No, just. We're getting a lot of traction. I'm really excited for school to start back up. We're going to make an effort to try and uh, ramp up our marketing. So We appreciate all the comments, all the yeah. direct messages to us about topic suggestions. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's, it's fun, exciting to see people who are you know interested in for us to discuss those things. So, um, yeah, if there's nothing else, I'm going to go ahead and throw it over to Ethan. Ethan will be our moderator, and he will, I guess, kind of give us the rundown and explain why. Yeah, so today I am... Moderating, mediating, narrating, <laughs> leading the episode. <laughs> Not sure what the right word is. Um, everybody in here is either engaged or married, except for me. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. I'm happy. There is I'm nothing where I'm at. You're a happy man. Um, because today our episode is. Not really about proposals, but it's about being engaged and married. It's like about the process to of that. falling in love. It's about the decision when you lay your eyes on another human being and. <laughs> Feel strongly that they are the feel one. Feel some emotions, and they feel reciprocating yes. emotions as That's well. That's fair. Sometimes, sometimes that doesn't happen. Sometimes it doesn't, and it's you see videos. Actually, of that I think most stuff. times that doesn't. Happen. Yeah, generally, I don't think that is the case. But that's what makes it so special, right? So that's what we're talking about today. Any uh, questions? Is that clear? Is that clear? No, I, I'm really enjoying your narration. Now I think you should maybe do this more often. Okay. I don't know. I don't know where it's coming from. <laughs> Um, so let's Levi, just Levi, right or I mean, Ethan is deprived of sleep, I've, and so I've slept. This could get not interesting. Much, so yeah, but we're we're, we're fine, dude. <laughs> I've transcended the <laughs> need for sleep. Anyways, let's just jump into it now. How has knowing if they, your significant other, were the one or a one, been different than you had expected? Yeah, let me. Uh, I can start this one. Let me frame the episode a little bit, if that's okay. Oh, yeah. No, yeah, go ahead. Yeah. So... I'm not good enough um, for (laughs) (laughs) A big part of this episode, kind of, for... As we talked about it, was that I felt like, as I was growing up, um, that my 
what I thought the falling in love was going to look like, what I thought that knowing that I wanted to get married to somebody was going to look like, this whole process of committing yourself to someone um, forever, I I didn't know what it was like, but there was this picture I thought it had to be. And as I have had the opportunity to actually fall in love with somebody and now be engaged to them, I'm realizing that it's not what I thought it was going to be. And I imagine there's a lot of people that struggle with that. It was hard for me. Like, I was looking for something, and I didn't know what it was. And so what we're really trying to, like, that's the that's kind of like the framework behind this episode. We want to try and dive down into that. So. Well, I know one reason why it was hard for you. It's because the picture you had was living with me forever. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's more accepted nowadays. So yeah. You guys are still thinking. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. That's why we married roommates, though, so we could still be close. Exactly. Actually, isn't that the dream? Like, so many of us, I feel like we have our best friend, and we're like, we're just going to buy houses next to each other and live together forever. And our spouses are just going to, like, have to deal with it. No, exactly. Like, we're living right next to Ryan and Ashley. We already have our apartment yeah, figured right? out. It's going to be great. Like, that's Perfect. the dream. Luckily, they like, ja- Ashley and Justin like each other. <laughs> Ethan's I'll probably like, move out. Ethan's like, where does that leave me? <laughs> no, it's all right. Um... Okay, sorry. So what was the question again? <laughs> so, how has knowing if they were the one or a one, a one, been different than you should, than you expected? Um, I would love to leave this off. So, for me, it was so. So okay, let me start by saying this. Kim and I have a very non-romantic outlook about this. Like, when we first started talking about really taking things seriously, we we both discussed how we didn't really think there was, like, soulmates wasn't real for us. Like, I do believe that some people have unique connections, and they have relationships that are more, quote-unquote, um, perfect. But I think that's a, a rare thing. And I think f- for most of us, you just choose someone that you are compatible with, and you make it work. And so when Kevin and I met each other, it's strange because for me it felt like the opposite. Like I met him and I was instantly drawn to him and it felt so much different than it had been with everyone else that I'd been with previously. But then also knowing that I didn't believe that there was a such thing as true love. So there's kind of like some conflicting ideas and even feelings there, but I I think... Humans can totally have that. Like, in our minds, we totally think that, no, I can't have conflicting feelings. Like, it's black or white. It's right or wrong. But people are complicated, and it's not like that. Like, yeah. you can have feelings that totally contradict each other, and they, you can feel them at once. Yeah. Like, it's not just, it's not black and white. So, I don't know. So I think what's interesting about that is, you're, like, you're diving into the realm of... If, if you want, like, when you fall in love with somebody and you want to spend the rest of your life with them, that means you have to spend the rest of life with, like, their imperfections. Right. And, and in the dating stages of life, you don't get as close to people's imperfections because you spend so much time <clears throat> trying to be perfect. And the more time you spend with somebody, obviously, like, the more you see, you know, you get a chance to hopefully, like, see them angry. You get a chance to see them dealing with a lot of stress. Um, but I think in society, we spend so much time focusing on how, like we only talk about how someone's good that we forget to discuss like that idea that it's it's okay for things to be imperfect and that you you have to live with that too Mm -hmm. right 
I so to like prep for this episode at my internship there were several girls that I spoke with at lunch we just like sat down and they're married and I was like can you talk me through like how you decided to marry somebody and they said for their husbands and particularly for their husbands they said they they went through kind of like this this process that was like what are the the good things about this person and what are the things that I don't like and like that's just a harsh reality right I think there's things Mm -hmm. there's things that Justin doesn't like about me right like I'm a workaholic that's that's not great, right? Like, this is something I have to work You're on. You're a ginger. But yes, <laughs> ginger. thank you. Yes, I was just, just about to say that. No. But I think um, the, falling in love with something is, is learning how to recognize those imperfections and, like, understanding how to weigh them out. Yeah. And, like, it's definitely a weighing process. Right. And and even in marriage, like, because Kane and I, we've we've been married for two years now, Ooh, and so we're nice. still fresh. But I mean, for you guys, newlyweds and someone, a couple that has just barely been engaged. I mean, that's that's a different perspective. Um, but I have to remind myself because I'm a very opinionated person that sometimes I'm just like, oh, Cayman, th- why don't you do it this way? This way is so much easier. Do it like this. This is the way that makes sense to me. I have to remind myself that the reason that I love Cayman and the reasons that I love him are often the things that set him apart from me, the things that are so different from me. And so I have to really, like, embrace that, and that's what makes our marriage work is because he helps me learn the things that I wouldn't learn by myself and vice versa. And we see each other, we see different perspectives, and that helps us grow as a couple. I think that's, for me, one of the, one of the ways be, becoming one really works is by differentiating Mm -hmm. so that I can gain the qualities that I probably wouldn't learn by myself. Like Cayman is very patient and I am not very patient. (laughs) And so either he makes up what I lack or he teaches me and we become better together. He's a super patient guy. That's true. That reminds me me of a quote that Ryan found and he shared um, right before we got married. It was, um, it was, what was it? Keep keep your eyes wide open before marriage, and then ha- keep your eyes half shut like after marriage. Mm-hmm. Like basically, like yeah, making sure you know it's the right decision and stuff. But once you're married, like you chose them, and keep your yeah. keep your eyes half shut like to their like imperfections. Yeah, and, yeah. And being patient and everything. So oh, totally. that's just what that reminded me of. So actually, we've talked a lot about like our process as like once we met each other and started dating and stuff. But I'm I'm interested to hear. I don't think we've ever talked about like what you expected when you were younger compared yeah. to like now. So I'm interested to hear. So I think when I was younger, I I was kind of imagined myself like seeing someone like a, like at a random place, just like making eye contact and being like, <laughs> and then like running the into them corner. again. Yeah. Right. And at a street corner, like a store or like someone riding a bike next, you know, like just past me or just something super random or even in class, like just seeing someone random. Like you and bump then each other into the hallway and drop your books. Exactly. <laughs> it's, it's like in Sleeping Beauty. Like she literally runs into a prince in the forest. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. So just like something random and then like just like being having it like a brief moment and then for some reason having like them in a class or sit, sitting next to me or just having the opportunity to talk to them again. And that's how that's always how I thought it would like right. happen. How long did you have that expectation? Like until after like the first the whole my whole life. Really? Like <laughs> like, like, like up until we started dating, you kind yeah, of just expected. So I, to... you know, I kind of thought it'd be random, but I thought it would be more of like, oh, like I see them and like I was like, oh, like I had this idea of like, 
I could see us getting married. Right, right. Weird as that is. Um, but then, Ryan, you were, like, surprised out of a, like, one of the, one of those boxes that you, like, want out of a box. <laughs> <laughs> You're comparing to our meeting as a jet? I'm a clown? Buddy, you, you asked me to be your girlfriend in four days. Oh, well, okay. Buddy. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. <laughs> I thought you were just like, <laughs> Wait, it was actually four days. Four days. It was, yeah. Like before we were dating, like no, no, when no. I gave the talking session. No, just like how everything happened and yeah. like like I wasn't expecting everything to happen so fast mm-hmm. how it did for us. And so right. you know, I thought it would take time, you know, we start dating, it'd take, you know, Four or five months at least before we talk about marriage. I, I exchange. I don't think and that's short for most of the world. <laughs> <laughs> well, you, well, that's so interesting because, like, I feel like I had the same thoughts as you and the same expectations growing up. Like, yeah. I just like love the thoughts of like, okay, it's romantic. Like, yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah. But I feel like my experiences with dating other girls beforehand just kind of like woke me up to this reality that it wasn't like that, right? right. Uh-huh. And so I kind of, you know, my expectations changed. As I got to, you know, like, meet you finally and start dating. And so, and then it was, it, it still was fast. I mean, it was, it was a good deal. But, like, it was, and, and I can't, I can't pinpoint, like, certain experiences or moments when I was like, oh, man, I just learned this lesson that, you know, meeting the one or, yeah, the one that I thought was the one but wasn't the one, like, is supposed to be like this. But, you know, now that's different. My expectations right. need to change. I can't pinpoint moments like that. But just, like, over time again with those experiences... I just kind of approached everything like, okay, well, like... Let's this, get it done. <laughs> well, this person could be the one. And, and kind of like, Gabby, what you were saying, just about your attitude going into it. Like, you know, you can, uh, you know, make this person someone very special. And if it obviously works out, then, mm-hmm. you know, a lot depends on your attitude and your part. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So maybe you can't remember, like, the specific experiences or the moments is the moments where you had those thoughts. But, like, in general, for you or for anybody, mm-hmm. how do your expectations change? Like, if they did change... Could you maybe say, like, what those changes were a little bit, maybe? I can speak to that. Like, were there new expectations that all of a sudden mattered, or were there old expectations you realized, I shouldn't think about that, or that shouldn't be it? No, yeah, for sure. I For mm, mm, a large portion of my life, so I'm trying to think of, after Western, um, I dated somebody very seriously at Western, and we we had talked about getting married and when that fell through I like went through this anti-dating phase and then I was like I am only going to date somebody who's a business major who has major career aspirations and who's just like top of the class right like I'm going to find this girl I'm going to find a girl who is like at the Huntsman School of Business who's just like killing it right and then when I met Jessalyn, like, she was an art history major, Ooh. which was, I told her this, like, that was the major that... I dissed on before I met People in my program would make fun of, like, who majors in art history? Like, what a what a waste, right? And then, like, I ate that, I ate those words really fast. I'm a musical theater major, I feel like. <laughs> I mean, the great thing, too, is that my minor is women and gender studies, so I'm like, art history and women and gender studies. Right. Like, <laughs> so, so, like, I had these expectations, and I had this, these expectations that, like... The person that I married had to like have just like these huge career aspirations, wanted to work for a big company. And I remember as I as I dated Jesslyn, my eyes started to open up to things and they were it was less about like I had so little to do with what my spouse was doing and it had so much to do with what I could do with them. And like the I didn't I didn't know I was gonna marry Jesslyn. Like Jesslyn I hope you're okay with me saying this. Said that said I love you to me first. 
and I didn't say it back because I was just like I was like I have major relationship anxiety and I'm afraid of that and it wasn't until one night I like drove off into the mountains of Wyoming and stared off into the stars (laughs) for two hours and thought about it and realized like I my expectations were wrong and I, I wanted to spend time with somebody that like I could enjoy being myself around like really being myself around and I, it would be somebody that would help me accomplish my dreams, right? Like, I could see myself going on adventures with them, and I could see them side by side with me. But that I could also see myself going on their adventures and helping them with their aspirations. And that was when things really clicked for me. Mm-hmm. Like, my expectation, I don't give a crap what Jesslyn's major is, right? Like, right. none of those things even matter. What matters is, is Jesslyn someone who's here to support me? And am I, like, am I invested in trying to help her achieve her dreams? And... No one ever, I, don't, I feel like I never thought about that as a kid, or even as like a teenager or a young adult. It wasn't until that moment in the mountains of Rock Springs, Wyoming. Right. <laughs> right, well, and like as a woman, my expectations were to be in a relationship similar to my mother's, where the man was the man of the house. My mom served him, she brought him dinner every night, put his plate in front of him. And he sometimes did outside chores, but she would nag him all the time. I don't know. And it wasn't very pretty. And my my parents are actually divorced, so that was her relationship with my stepfather. And then just growing up, I kind of... I allowed myself to be treated, mistreated by guys. I didn't really have any good relationship until I met Cayman. And then that... I think that's the reason why it clicked so quickly. I was so immediately interested, and then it never hindered. It just continued to grow because... The way he treated me was so starkly different than any way I'd been treated before. And it wasn't like he was bringing me food every day and he was massaging my feet. No, he was just treating me like any decent human should treat another human. Like he was treating me well and um, he was respectful and he set boundaries for himself, which was like amazing. And, And for me too, like he talked about how I... We wanted him to stay one night. We were all hanging out, and it was like nine, but we just had, I think, we read scriptures, or we did something spiritual, had a prayer, and then we were like, okay, let's play some games or something, and Cameron was like, I think I'm going to go. I want to leave this on a good on a good note, and I was like, oh, no, no, you should stay. We're like, Cameron, you dirtbag. Like, this is gone. Like, we were all pressuring him to stay, but he set his boundary. He was like, no, I want to leave right now, so I'm going to leave. I want to leave with the spirit. And so, I don't know, that was just impressive to me, and... It was just mature. Like, he, yeah. he was a man. He's a man. And that I had never dated a man before, and it was just, it was so refreshing. And, I, and so I clung on, baby. I chased <laughs> him. And I was like, I'm not going to let this guy go. I called dibs. I did whatever I had to do. And one of our friends, actually, she made a remark. She said, Gabby, don't you think... You should let him chase you. <laughs> and I was, and I, and I paused. And at that time, I really thought about. It. I was like, maybe I should. Am I doing something wrong? And in the past, I'd like, I played hard to get before because I thought that's what you were supposed to do to get a man to like you. But with Cayman, I could always just be myself. I never had to trick him into liking me. It was just easy. I could be this assertive woman and and like come on hard and tell him things like. Oh, is the rest of your family as attractive as you are? And, and it made him uncomfortable, but, like, it did. I can totally, it made him, I can totally like, he was that. fresh off of a mission, and he was uncomfortable. But, like, I felt okay to be myself in that way. 
and to let him be himself in that shy, naive, timid way too. Yeah. And it just it just felt right, and it was so different. Came in as a man. I got test of it. He's a shy, what a man. timid man. <laughs> <laughs> I just can't start. Um, how my expectations changed um, kind of reverts back to what Gabby was saying in the beginning. And I told her this <clears throat> early in our relationship, and I think it really hurt her feelings, but at that point is kind of when my expectations changed and I realized it. Um, I told her that all growing up as a kid, I think we all had this perfect woman in mind. Right. She has to be five foot five. She has to have brown hair. She has to have brown eyes. She has to play <laughs> soccer. Just like all these things. And I told her, I said, I was, I had this like vision in my mind of this perfect girl. I was expecting her to be like this perfect girl that fit every, every, not demand, but like every characteristic, characteristic that I had in mind. Yeah. And, and I said, I realized that you're not that. And I think it, it hurt her feelings kind of bad. And I, and I was like, it, but it doesn't matter, you know? Like, when you find someone that, that it works with, there's not just that one person. You're going to make it work with anybody. So my expectations kind of changed that there's not just, like, that one person, but you're going to make it work with whoever you want to make it work with, you know? As long as you're committed and willing on your side and they are too, then then it works. Right. Yeah, we talk... I've, I, we've talked about this before, how... Unless there's a major issue like drug abuse or something really, really serious, the thing that makes marriage work is just commitment. Because no matter who you're married to, no matter who you date, who you are dating, there's going to be some kind of issue or hardship because you're human, and so you have to commit to enjoying life through the hardship and just be willing to like let let that come and and try to try to make it work together and like going back to like what I thought my type was like in high school like <laughs> Gabby doesn't fit that stereotype at all like she's a, I'm a, a theater a, a kid theater kid and <laughs> I made fun of those kids in high school like <laughs> even in the college like me. <laughs> I mean but I mean you know like we are committed to each other and we love each other and we decided to make it work and that's why it works yeah we chose we chose to make it work and we're still choosing actively and we fight all the time we argue <laughs> all the time but we get over it you know we work things out and we yeah was that quote by the president Montana, choose your love love your choice choose your love and love your choice exactly. and like right. I, I think that really encapsulates a lot of what we're talking about like it's it's choice all like no one it's never gonna like come down from the heavens, like I not that I know of. Like gonna come down heavens, be like they are the one, <laughs> the only one. Like, thank you, John. Like, you will actually have to decide. Yes, I want to marry them. Yeah. And you will actually have to get down one knee. Because yeah, even if you do get a prompting, what if the other person feels differently? Like even if you get this prompting, the other person still has their choice. Uh, they yeah. still have the agency to be like. That's cool that you got prompted, buddy. But no thanks. <laughs> See ya. Like, I don't know. It's. It's, it's really strange because as a kid, you, you never think about this stuff. Like, you just see this picture of a mom and dad and two kids. One's a boy and one's a girl. And the parents have it all figured out and they're perfect. And lo and behold, you turn 23 and you're like, oh, my gosh. People choose a career at this age. What am I doing with my life? It's just not. It's nothing like what you think it is. Oh, for sure. Next question. <laughs> That was smooth. That was smooth. He's a killer. (laughs) Ethan, you're a great man. No, I think it's... I mean, if I just can just interject, I feel like I have more of an abstract view on this. And so something that I've been thinking about is even just the phrase falling in love to me seems to be such a misnomer. Like, 
from everybody here, it sounds like it's in more of a controlled descent. Like, yeah. <laughs> and, it's, and like, controlled and, descent. And like, I, I think about because if yeah, I mean, if you're thinking about falling in love, that's implying that you're like, oh, like I'm losing control of myself and the things I'm doing, right? And I'm ending up in this other state of existence yeah. called love. But that's not what's happening. It's almost like like I'm trying to think. What are you falling into? Like in that analogy, right. what are you? What is it you're falling into? But it's like you're choosing to enter something. Yeah. You're choosing to change the way you're living your life, and you're choosing to live. In a state of love. Which I think is healthy. Honestly, I think it's a little dangerous to have, like, the connotation of falling in love. Yeah. Because you're surrendering this control, which can be a good thing. I definitely think there is a surrender of control in marriage because you have to give up and you have to learn to be more selfless. But, I mean, if you're choosing to be selfless in a marriage or in a relationship with someone who's abusive or controlling or manipulative, Mm. that's, that's really scary. Yeah, okay. Well, I think the other part of falling in love, something that I've thought of before is... I think <clears throat> I talked to somebody, a buddy of mine that's married the other time, and he he brought this up. It's really interesting. He was like, "When you get married, it's not like it's not like you don't notice other people, right?" Mm-hmm. He was like, "It's not like that the pretty girls <laughs> in the world cease to be pretty, right?" He was like, "But what it is is a conscious decision for me to forget about that and to not think about that." And I, <laughs> I'm dying over here. <laughs> so sorry. She thought it was funny. <laughs> It's funny now because she's like, there are no other pretty women. Cayman only sees me. (laughs) Or in in, in the other sense, right? Like it's it's not like they're like like the attractive men in the world all of a sudden become less attractive. Like they're still attractive. Absolutely. And (laughs) sorry, babe. The the thing is, like, it's a conscious decision. And I like your 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 like analogy that it's a controlled descent because it really is like no, like this is the person that I want to spend the rest of my life with, and this is the person that means the most to me, and so. I'm I'm going to choose to stop noticing other people. Like, right. I'm going to choose to stop even thinking about that. Right. Well, and it's the difference between seeing and looking. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> seeing and looking, Gabby. <laughs> um, I feel like we've touched on some of these questions already. Hey, you're this good. It's a difficult thing. But, um, so let's just stick with the idea of falling in love and say what was different then about falling in love because it seems like like we've all agreed that it wasn't necessarily a falling motion but it was more controlled but so so what went into that like what in what areas did you feel have more control over maybe that you didn't anticipate does that make sense that's probably a terrible question I'm sure I'm speaking so, so I don't know if, if what I'm about to say is answering your question but I'm just going to go ahead and say what I'm thinking so I think that was interesting uh, you know that I have that I always have to factor in when I recognize like meeting Ashley and just how our relationship went is is how big of a part like my my religious beliefs and my faith played into that and I didn't mm-hmm. think it would play into that as much um, so you know in as, as a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints I always had the goal to get married and sealed for time and all eternity in a temple but besides that I guess I just you know didn't think that and then, and then maybe maybe also praying like okay Heavenly Father is this girl like the one and you know I, I considered those two things to be a part of it but you know one big thing that just I guess made the process more more natural to me and you know just kind of like flow was was just kind of this active faith that I had that like you know things are feeling good Ashley is you know an, an awesome and amazing influence for me and it was actually funny because it got to the point where I realized like I like we were just like Ashley said, in four days, I asked to be my girlfriend. And in three weeks, we were talking about marriage and basically starting to plan it. And then we we got engaged in January. 
And, and through that whole time, I realized I had like never prayed about it. Right. And I always thought that that was something that I was going to do, but it just felt so natural. I just like was loving it. And, and I was like, Oh wow. And, and I think a lot of that was like, because of, like I said, faith, faith played a bigger role in that. Like, Oh man, I have faith that we met like faith that things are just going super well. Like I have faith that, you know, together we can, you know, go far in life. And so it was funny because at one point I just was like, well, I guess I, I better pray about it because I said I was going to. And, <laughs> like you know, after her like, like, so I prayed about it last night. And, uh, it was good. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but, but like I said, you know, I, I guess I just thought like just the falling in love and that, that process of like forming those bonds, that relationship was very, I don't know what better word to use than like worldly or, you know, a secular way of just like, like what the movies depict, the romantic comedies depict of just like, you know, what, and whatever that is. But, but again, like I said, I just had a lot of faith in it. I had a lot of faith in, you know, meeting Ashley and, and moving forward and stuff. And, and that, you know, that was something I just didn't expect. I just expected it to be like, oh, I'm spitting. Like, oh, we're fun. Like, the laughing, giggling. Like, oh, we're jogging in the mornings or whatever. Like, basically what you see in the movies. <laughs> but, like, we, you know, kind of like you guys were saying, Cam and Gabby, like, we were able to be ourselves. And, you know, we were just, like, full of faith that um, our Heavenly Father was blessing us. And, you know, we were we were happy. I mean, that was a big thing. So, yeah. I, mean, I don't, like, yeah. I didn't pray about it. I Did you know? Have you prayed I about it, Jasmine? No. I prayed about it a lot. We prayed about it. Oh my so gosh, so much. How how kind of like your question? Um, you said how was it less like falling in love and more like the controls? controls. Yes. Yeah. So how how was more controlled on my side? Is I was really unsure. You guys probably remember I had a crappy semester. Like I was going back oh, and forth all the time. You were right. I was like depressed. <laughs> like Kim, how did you come hang out? He's there for ten know, minutes. He's like, I have to go. I didn't here. know what I was supposed to do. I didn't know if we were supposed to go forward in our relationship, or I didn't know if we were supposed to break up. Because one day I felt fully confident in one direction, and the next day I felt fully confident. The complete opposite, you know? Right. And so I prayed a lot, and I taught my dad a lot. I scheduled interviews with my bishop, and I was like, I don't know what to do. I'm like, I don't know which direction is right. They both feel good at certain times. And as I kept going through that, like, thought process and praying about it, I just got the confirmation that, like, honestly, it's not that God didn't care, but it's that he he was going to make it work for me either way. He trusted If we would have broken up, I, things would have worked out, and I probably would have met someone else. Or right. if we get married, then it's going to work out, and we'll be fine. And so we kind of talked about this on the drive up about how that's a big part where agency plays in our life. Like God's not going to choose our spouse for us. He's not going to choose our occupation for us. He kind of lets us take our path and he helps us through that path. And whatever path we choose, as long as we're, you know, doing what's right, then we're going to get to the end goal. You know, everything's going to be fine. Everything's going to work out. And so how it was more controlled for me is like, I just kind of chose, you know, right. Yeah, I think it was it was difficult for us. Choosing each other was easy, but then choosing to get married was a commitment. Was it was yeah, the commitment was scary. I mean, I come from divorced parents and I had a lot of anxiety because of that and just because of myself like I I have mental health issues and I and I knew that Whoever I chose, I would essentially be plaguing them. That's how I felt. I would be plaguing them with my mental illness because my burden becomes theirs and theirs become mine. And I felt guilt because of that, which maybe I shouldn't have, maybe I should, I don't know. And sometimes I still feel that guilt. But, like, I also have to have faith that that God wants me to be happy. And even if Cayman did choose another wife, 
she would still come with her own set of baggage. Like, no no one comes as a clean slate, really. Right. Everyone has a past, so to speak. And I was honestly, oh, before I met Cayman, I'd sworn off men. I was like, <laughs> I decided to, I was preparing for to go on a mission. And oh, I'd, stopped, I'd stopped dating because I'd had some bad experiences because, again, men didn't treat me well. <laughs> Boys, I don't know. Um, and... Then came in enter. And then came and then enter came in and I said, Dibs. Dibs, (laughs) he's so cute. Oh my gosh, man. And then much out of his character, the night that I called Dibs the night that I saw him for the first time, he came over and talked to me, which now knowing came in, I'm really surprised that he did that (laughs) because he's I wouldn't I wouldn't say shy and timid, but I would say he's Well during that time he was yeah. Yeah, he's not outspoken. He's he may have been a man, but he was a young man. He right, was, exactly. He was really yeah. Hair on his chest. <laughs> yeah, and 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 so that process, like we, I don't know, the attraction was always there. I mean, that was maybe one of our biggest struggles before we got married was just having like such a strong attraction for each other. But then, just coming to terms with commitment and choosing for myself, because I think up until that point, as a very young person, I'd never made any large life decisions mm. about a career. I mean, the biggest thing I'd chosen was to go to college. But then other than that, I'd never experienced having to choose something so life-changing for with myself. With long-lasting effects. Right, with long-lasting effects. And so I think that's why I think we were paralyzed for a couple of months because of indecision. And we were praying all the time, trying to, trying to force God to tell us to make the choice for us right. when it was in our hands. It was in our laps and we had to choice. choose this is what I want, and I'm going to pursue this, and I'm going to have the faith to follow through. Right. So, Jesslyn, I've obviously had the privilege of being close to Levi throughout my life, so I, I got, like, a front row seat of, like, him throughout your guys' relationship, but I'm interested to hear, like, kind of your perspective with with Ethan's question. I was just about to write on her phone, like, babe, if you don't talk, <laughs> it might be kind of awkward. <laughs> like, like, you don't have to talk, but... Um. I don't know, for me, and, like, I mean, I talked to Ashley about this. When Levi and I started dating, um, it was interesting just because I suddenly felt, like, it was a few weeks, a few weeks in, to be honest, and I was, like, I felt really determined. Like, I, and it wasn't so much a determinism, like, I'm gonna marry this boy, but I was just, like, I felt this really weird, like, determination to, like, stick I was like, I'm going to stick with this guy like for, like, as long as yeah. he'll take me. Like, oh my gosh. <laughs> like if I'm hanging on by his coattails. That's, and yeah, we had a conversation about it, because I was yeah. like, this is weird. Like, I haven't really felt this way about other people as we've been dating before. But I think that, just as we've all been talking, um, I think for me, I think that not only commitment is important, but compromise. Mm. I think that you, you, you can know that somebody is right for you, if you can have a conversation, like say you have an argument, but afterwards you can sit down with each other and talk it out and be like, okay, like I realize that I did this wrong and the other person can say that too. And you can come to a conclusion together where you find a compromise in your life where you're like, okay, like I can change things, these things in my life. We can change these things in your life. Like this is going to help our relationship grow. I think that's, I don't know. For me, that's played a huge role in like knowing that Levi was somebody that I want to spend the rest of my life with because I know that she babe (laughs) (laughs) because because I know that Levi is willing to make sacrifices for me and vice versa like I'm willing to make sacrifices for him but I wasn't at first right I mean like okay you bought her and her brother tickets to a 21 pilot her brother her brother paid for the tickets 
Um, but no, her brother paid he, for he his ticket. He actually. You're yeah. still you're still a good guy and got the ticket, <laughs> Levi. <laughs> yeah. Except the compliment that's true, that that's you're true. Anyways, but but like, well, no, I'll, like I'll be honest. We first started dating, and and you commented on this. I told you like Jesslyn. I am going to marry a woman that has a career. Like, yeah. I'm not interested in marrying somebody who's just... And this comes off bad because it was bad. I was like, <laughs> I'm not interested in marrying somebody who's going to sit around in the house all day Waiting and for wait me. for me to live my dreams out so that they can be there to tag along. Like, I'm going to marry somebody that has dreams that I can pursue with them. Like, I don't want you... It was... I don't want you just chilling around <laughs> waiting for me to accomplish... Like, I want you to go out and do things. And I remember she was like, okay, like, what the freak <laughs> are you saying? I was so confused because I was like... Levi has a lot of friends that are girls, that are really pretty, they're in the business school, they're like going places. I'm an art history major. <laughs> I'm like I have like aspirations for my life, but not anything like super major. Like I was like, I okay, like I mean that's what you're saying you want, but that's not necessarily <laughs> what like <laughs> So I was like, well we'll just stick around and see what happens. <laughs> see if he notices. Like, well he must not really mean that. <laughs> I, yeah. Yeah, I was like, He's bluffing. <laughs> Well, but I think what I realized about, like, because part of that was, was a misconception on my part. Like, I was looking at that wrong. The other part was it was real. I wanted somebody that, that had a drive to accomplish something in their life. And part of that probably comes from, like, the feminist side of, of who I am is I don't want, like, I don't, I don't want Jesslyn to feel confined to my dreams because that's Like just, living in your shadows that's or whatever. stupid, right. right? Like, if you're going to get married to me and then congratulations, shut off all your dreams, now you get to follow my dreams. Like, right. that's, that's insane. Why would you do that? But... What I realized was it didn't, like, if, you know, Jessen wants to be, like, a curator for a museum, and that means she wants to be a curator for a, a museum in Salt Lake that maybe isn't big, then that's fine, right? Like, we can find compromise. I can find a job that I'm going to enjoy, and she can find you know, a job doing something that she wants. I didn't, like, I don't have to, I didn't have to marry somebody that had giant aspirations, but was what was important to me was somebody that had aspirations. And, I mean, you have those. <laughs> and it doesn't matter to like how what size they are right. or in what field they are. It's just that you have those. So last question: <laughs> <laughs> What were your biggest fears? Can I? Or if, if you want to say something else, then yeah, go well, ahead. No, no, no. To speak to this question, because um, I thought about this a lot. Because I did say I love you to Levi first. Um, I kind of felt like I loved Levi, like, months before I actually told him. Oh, hot dog. And I, yes. I mean, like, I had a conversation, I think I asked her, I was like, how do you, like, how do you, know how do you tell somebody you. that you, like, love them? How do you know that you love them? And so she was probably waiting for me to be like, I love Levi, I never said it that, though. I like it. No. <laughs> you know what she was saying. But. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um. Because I think that there is something... I think it took me so long because, one, I was trying to make myself feel comfortable with the fact that he probably wasn't going to say it back. I knew that. Um, and that's guts. and that was okay. Because I, I wanted Levi to take the time that he needed in the relationship. That's fine. Um, but I think it also... Like, when I came to the realization, I think I have, like, a like in my journal somewhere, I'm like, I'm in love with Levi. This is terrifying. Like... <laughs> Because I'd never been, I'd never been in love with somebody before. But it, it's honestly a little bit scary, just because you realize that like there is another human being on this planet that all of a sudden holds a lot of power, right, over your life that you don't expect another person to hold. That's like not immediate family, right? So like, had Levi broken up with me, like, 
my life would have been wrecked for a while, right? Like, so it's a little bit of a scary realization to, to realize that you've, in essence, given somebody else this kind of like a great power um, in your life. Right. Yeah, I, I think that's why it's so important to be selfless in a committed relationship mm-hmm. because you are sacrificing a lot right. of power. And if it's not met, then it becomes yes. a, a dangerous, a dangerous thing. Yeah. I think one of my biggest fears was my own imperfections. Like, I was uh, I was very terrified of, like... And I'm still very scared of, like... I'm, we've had conversations about this. Like, I'm a workaholic. And I know that. And I'm scared that Jesslyn is... I don't know. Not that I'm not going to be able to change it, but that, like, it's just going to cause pain for Jesslyn because I work so much, right? Or because, like, I try and do way too much. And I'm afraid that it's going to cause her, like, unneeded suffering in her life. And that that was part of the reason why I think I had relationship anxiety in general is because I had came to this realization that I have a lot of very deep flaws in who I am. And, like, those aren't ideal. They're not ideal for me as a person. They're not ideal for a relationship. And, like, I was just so afraid that it was going to... I'm so afraid that it's going to, like, you know hurt Jesslyn in some way or that she's, you know, going to have to suffer through it in some sense. And it's really scary. Like, to me, it's terrifying to think that what if I don't make this person happy? Like, what if, I don't know, like, what happens if they're not happy? They're holding hands right now, everybody. They're holding hands. (laughs) We have that that, that newly engaged glow. (laughs) You know, honestly, though, I I feel that every day. Like, I always feel... Are you like, kidding me? You're perfect. <laughs> I love you. Come here. No, but I, 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 I still feel that. This episode is just all sorts of gushy right now. <laughs> I, still, I still feel that every day of, you know, just the fear of, am I, am I making Ryan completely happy? Am I, am I doing my best? Am I being the best wife I could be? You know, am I making him as happy as I as I always dreamed and imagined of making, you know, making my husband, you know, just happy. Well, and that's been interesting as we had, we've had conversations because then we talk about it, we're like, well, you know, whose who's standards are you going by? Like your own standards or my standards? And then like we have this awesome conversation where we kind of like come to the same page, like, like, yeah, I mean, and I'll tell her, I'll be like, Ashley, you're, you know, you're making me so happy. It, so it was actually funny. We were driving back from like the bank one day and she was, she was having an emotional day and, I think we you know, talked about this on a podcast. Did we already talk about it? I or think so. If we have, just repeating, I tried to be, say, like, Ashley, I'm so happy. And then she just started crying harder, <laughs> you know? And, and, yeah. But anyways, like, the conversation afterwards was just, it, you know, I guess that's that's part of how we grow closer as a couple. Yeah. Where you realize, like, oh, my gosh, like, I have these super high standards for myself or, like, they're too demanding or, you know, unrealistic maybe. And then you talk to me and, you know you realize like, oh my gosh, like I'm, you know, I'm doing great or whatever. And you, you're too humble to ever say things like that. But like even vice versa where I'm like, oh man, I just feel like I'm falling short here. And you're like, uh, dude, what are you talking about? Like it's, it's great yeah. and stuff. So well, there's like, there's like still things that like come up every, there's everyday occurrences, you know, every thing. So like, for example, today we wanted to go to, I wanted to go to like a church, like luncheon thing, but Ryan's super sunburnt, and so he's like, uh, I don't really want to go. <laughs> and and I felt, you know, there's different things that come up where, like, I might have, like, felt sad 
I kind of gave a little pouty face or something. And so then Ryan, you know, we had this conversation of, well, well, how can we compromise? Like, what's what's the best way without making the other person feel bad? And so I think that's one thing that, like, I, I want to work on, like, as a wife. Like, just, you know, trying trying to put into perspective how how what I how I react is going to affect Ryan and like how he feels and like so a lot of these things it's funny because you know with a lot of the stuff you guys are sharing I feel like this leading up when I was you know engaged dating Ashley I was more on the naive side just because I didn't know what marriage was like you know all that stuff so like my big fears and concerns were like oh my gosh like you know what if I marry Ashley and then like and she gets in a car wreck in like five years I was, I was just so worried about these like you know what I don't like know my like, biggest fear oh my god and, and it, you know it's still it's, oh. it's still fear like I don't want her to get in a car wreck but like leading up to that that was like my only thing like oh my gosh I just found the love of my life and I don't want anything to happen where I would lose that you know and and, and so, again, those were just kind of, like, my only fears. Everything else, I was just kind of like, oh, hunky-dory. Like, you know, we're getting along right now. It's going to be great. Mr. and Mrs. Herd. Home is where the herd is. It's all fantastic, you know. <laughs> Home is where the herd is. But then, like, as as, as we've as we've gotten married, as we've been through our little, like, you know, just daily quarrels and, like, you know, adjusting to each other as we're now yeah. living under the same roof, like, that's where I learn a lot more of just, like, oh, wow, there's, you know, so much more to consider which kind of opens, like, new doors to, like, fears and anxieties mm-hmm. and stuff. But, you know, again, as I've said on previous episodes and as we talked about before, just, like, as we've talked through it, like, that's just what, you know, keeps me grounded and stuff. But, yeah. but again, I was very much the opposite of you guys. I was, like, just going through these, like, you know, this naive thing of, like, everything else will be okay. Just have to make sure we wear our seatbelts. As long as none of us die. Make, yeah, <laughs> so long like, as no one dies. That's the only bad thing. Yeah, yeah right, right, yeah. yeah, for sure. But then obviously, like, I've learned. Yeah. I've, you know. I just want to say one more thing about this. Um, uh, more addressing physical and, and, as Gabby was saying, mental, just, like, issues. Because I... For those who don't know, I have, like, this muscle spasm. It's kind of ridiculous. It's like she's begging for money. <laughs> Either my head twitches or, like, my arms go random places. And a lot of times it happens, like, when we're laying down at night and and we're trying to sleep. And so this kind of developed while Ryan and I were dating. I was the cause. <laughs> no. No, not at all. But I, I felt really bad about it. Like, when, when we're trying to lay down and relax or even go to sleep at night, I... A lot of times I feel bad about it because I feel like I'm I'm waking him up or I'm keeping him up because I keep spazzing and, and moving, you know? I can't stay still. And that's something that Ryan and I have talked about, and I always say, you know, I'm, I'm going to just, like, move. And in the, when we were dating, like, when we were trying to, like, take a nap or something, he was like, he'd always just say, no, like, it's okay. Like, you can, st- you know, I'll stay by you. And he always just, like, reaffirmed me. Babe, I'll stay by you. <laughs> Don't leave me. Yeah. I'm here. Or napping. And just like always reaffirming me of like, you know, even though this is something that happened to you, it's not, you know, it's nothing that I don't like about you it's it's part I of you and you for who you are. <laughs> exactly right. and so that's that's something that that i fell in love with about ryan i think the night that jess and i started dating you remember this was the probably one of the darkest moments of my love was after one of the more darkest moments of my life do you remember that night wasn't it wasn't that that night that we started or was that that, that was that the night we kissed 
<laughs> Either super dark or super happy. <laughs> Remember that? I, so it was like it was like after I had my. I don't. We we talked about the mental health one. Like I don't think it was suicide, suicide, but like in the very dark episode, episode, I talk about where I had some some very very dark thoughts. And then I came to you, and we ended up talking about that. Wow, she doesn't remember this. This is awkward. Beeb. 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 Just keep going. Just keep, yeah, uh, keep okay. going. Okay, well, like, that was, like, and that ended up being one of the, the more things that caused me a lot of apprehension in our relationship, because I was like, Justin has this big load now. Like, I just talked yeah. to her about having incredibly dark thoughts, and now I'm sure that, like, she has to think about this fairly consistently. Mm-hmm. And, like... I have anxiety and I struggle with mental health and like Jesslyn in my opinion it has to deal with my mental health issues more than she has when like than when she has difficult days and so that's really hard for me because it seems, seems so unbalanced like this is right. just isn't fair you have to carry this additional weight on your shoulders that's mine and it's caused by me and it it just seems so unfair and that was seemed hard for me when we were dating you don't remember that, do you? I'm, I'm not sure if I'm remembering the same night as... Because I don't think that was the same night, but I don't... Oh, maybe it wasn't the same night. I don't know. Do you remember what I'm talking about? Was it with Lindsay? I remember that night. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I do, too. Yeah. yeah. We all... I, I, I don't know. <laughs> but regardless, that's something that I remember, and that's something that was very right. scary. And, yeah. I, and I think it's really important to talk about because... I think we have this idea that we, in a marriage or in a committed relationship, are responsible for our partner's feelings when it's not always that way. Like, you can do, you could make, you could go to great lengths to make someone happy, buy them all the gifts in the world, spend all your time and money and effort on them, and they could still be unhappy. So I think it's really important to think about that we can only do so much. And, like, came in, oh, I feel so bad. I feel so guilty because every time he, quote-unquote, makes me cry, it's, like, it's devastating to him, and he feels so bad. But I'm like, I cry at the drop of the hat, okay? I see a puppy, and it makes me cry. I, I kid you not. And so even on bad days, if he, I'm doing air quotes, if he makes me cry, it's not necessarily, it's not his fault if I'm, overtly emotional that day anything could tip me off I could run into the counter and fall on the floor and lay there for an hour and just sob just because I'm just feeling emotional so it's it's really yeah it's like you said it's kind of a burden to to know that you're you're putting all that weight on someone that you're married to but I I hope that as Kane and I as our marriage progresses that he can feel less and less of that weight as he knows that like this is something that is just always going to be a struggle for me and he doesn't have to feel responsible for it. And he can help me in small ways, but it's always going to be a small part of me. That's true. Yeah. So let's wrap it up. Um, (laughs) I just want to go around and see if anybody has any final thoughts. Are you sleeping? (laughs) My eyes are open. Obviously, I'm awake. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> I, I can start off with some final thoughts. This is one thing that just talking and hearing everybody's experiences and stuff, just one thing that is, I, I think, 
changed from when I was younger and like to where I am now, just with falling in love, you know, meeting Ashley, the love of my life, get, you know, getting engaged to her, getting married, is, uh, you know, that that it's not easy. It's, you know, it's not easy. It was very, very natural, but like just everything was, um, yeah, like it, everything fell into place with us, but, but just like putting in that effort and that work to like show her that I loved her and to do all these things, like, again, because of me being a helpless romantic, I just thought it was like, oh, just like naturally I would like, you know, wave and my hair would blow in the wind and Ashley would be like, oh, <laughs> I did. he's such a pretty guy. <laughs> Or whatever she would say. <laughs> but, but again, you know, I just realized, like, that was something I still enjoyed doing. So, like, I don't know. I It's not that it's it's hard and difficult, but, again, just, like, there's there's a lot more work that goes into it that, like, pays off and, like, blesses our relationship. It blesses me. And, you know, and, yeah, it's, it's it pays off. Those are my final thoughts. Let's see. What are my final thoughts? I think... I think finding finding love is unexpected, but it definitely takes a lot of effort to deepen that love. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's, you know, that's going from dating to engaged to married and the rest of your life. It, it takes a lot of effort, conscious effort, um, and selflessness and just understanding and patience to, to just grow your love and... You never know where it'll take you. So. I think that's what I was trying to say, but mine sounded worse. <laughs> <laughs> this has okay. been a difficult time is, for is me, dark days. Um, is she your better half? Is she that what is, it is, yes. Okay. Well, that's not a bad thing. Um, I think my final thoughts are just... I don't want others to, to be confined or to be limited because of societal and cultural norms. So empower your choices and let... That empowerment empower others, too, in return. Because when you are a champion of your choices, no matter what they may be, others feel more free to choose what's right for them, too. So just know that there's not one perfect answer for anything. And feel free to to do what's right for you and to let that be unexpected or let it be expected or whatever the crap you want it to be. And just, I don't know, trust your instincts. I have two final thoughts, and one of them is kind of what Gabby just said. Um, don't let your like love story tale be limited to what society says it should be and what your mm-hmm. family says it should be. Just let it be what it is, you know? Make your own decisions, make your own choices, and find the person that's right for you and that you're happy with and that you are confident in making it work with. And the other one is kind of what Jessalyn was talking about with compromise mm-hmm. is my mind was blown about how much compromise you do in a marriage. It's not about me. It's not about Gabby. It's about us and <laughs> compromise. It's mostly about me. I'm so sorry, honey. <laughs> He's so good at compromise. You're a star. <laughs> Next. What a man. My final thoughts would just be along those same lines. Like, find someone that you can compromise with that's willing to make sacrifices for you and you're willing to make sacrifices for them. And then um, to make sure that, you know, don't let your fear limit your options and um, have the courage to speak up. I mean, I think you guys have pretty much covered it all. So, I mean, my final thoughts will just be, I guess, the invitation for those of you that are listening, whether you're dating, single, engaged, married, um... I guess just, like, 
go through the same process, right? I, I think it's important for all of us to think about like, what do we think it should look like and where are our misconceptions? And we would invite you all to understand where those misconceptions are and correct them if they need to be corrected um, and let it be yours. So, Sing a song to finish this off. I will be your crying shoulder. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Those are almost the lyrics. <laughs> I know. I, was I, just heard, like, I will be your crying shoulder. That's what that's I thought. That's, that's, that's I thought about that for like a minute before I did it. I was like, I don't know if these are the words, but I'm still going to They were the right words, well, but you mixed two different uh, phrases. But it was correct, mostly. We were going to end on a high note, but unfortunately, Brian. Thanks for listening, everybody. That was a pretty high note. Give us your own feedback and enjoy things. Yeah.